0: And nest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nori and the, <laughs> the blind Blime.
0: forest that, that one works. sounds
1: so close <laughs> you should just go for that i should just go for that one <laughs> nori did he say ori no and then my o is ori and the blind <laughs> is forest Wheel of the <laughs> will of the wisps that might actually be my w you May. should save that yeah save that for
0: will of the wisps <laughs>
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right. By Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. how are you?
0: How are you today? How, how are you
1: this fine day?
0: I'm doing just fine. For those of you that are watching the video, don't be alarmed by the really big bruise on the inside of my leg. A dog kind of like jumped on me, and the claws didn't actually hurt that much. It just bruised up real bad. It's a
1: serious and bruise.
0: In their defense, it was neither Birdie nor Fender. This was another stranger dog. So a Chihuahua. Yeah. Well, actually, it's like well, <laughs> <laughs> it just really make had it to seem jump. More like, yeah, more
1: like you know offset the injury no, to the size of the dog that caused just a little mid
0: mutt who knows what it was but anyways so yeah don't be alarmed about that.
1: Don't, be, don't be alarmed. <laughs> Dogs are fine. She's fine. It's all good here.
0: If it had been Fender it wouldn't have bruised. That's true. Because he's such a good boy. He's too soft he's, and lovely. Yeah, he's he's too, too, going to sleep right well, now. A well, good little dog.
1: <laughs> Bird's laying here Still for now We'll see how this goes I don't
0: know She's always one step Closer to the edge (laughs) She's about to just pop off we hear
1: one little car door Shut off Shut outside Somebody like Kick a pebble She'll yeah, know and i she'll I, let us know. I
0: believe in her. She can maintain calm.
1: <sighs> but you know what? Hopefully she just remains calm as we talk about video games here on Team Chat Podcast, where you can listen to us on a weekly basis. Well, when we get the episodes out, but we've been doing good these last few weeks. I'm I'm proud of us. I'm proud of ourselves here. But you can listen to those on Thursday mornings on, ep- on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server where we can have a lot of great conversation with us when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you'd like to support the show and make it bigger and better, just like Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. Well, you can go over to patreon.com slash podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Thursday release and access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery, as well as some extra uh custom emojis or emoticon what what are they called? Emoji. Emoji. Emoticon? This is the difference.
0: A lot of people don't know this. An emoji is like an actual image. Okay. Emoticons are the ones that you type out.
1: So like colon capital D, that's
0: an emoticon. Anything that you make out of, like, parentheses and a bunch of uh, zeros and, like, underscores and hyphens, those are emoticons. Well, what do you know? People, like, don't think that that's true, but it is. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense to me. (laughs) Emote
1: icon. Like, emoji is, like, a
0: .png image that you are typing in. Well, not typing into the thing, but that, you know, it's calling to that. So, anyways. It makes sense. Look at that. You learned something cool
1: (laughs) cool and new here on Team Chat Podcast. Not only... About video games, but hey, if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. You get there's still plenty of free ways that you can support the show and get it out there to the masses, such as telling your friends, writing us reviews, subscribing, uh, hitting that bell notification on YouTube if you're watching us there, subscribing wherever you're listening to or watching the show. All that great stuff helps get the good word of Team Chat Podcast out to the masses, and for that, we are eternally grateful. And we love each and every one of our viewers, listeners, and patrons alike. Heart, emoji.
0: You know, that con? actually brings up a good emoticon? question. Is, what is this, this an emoticon?
1: I think we're making the sign of a, a shape Yeah, of like
0: ours. we're doing two characters and like, putting them together. But
1: we're not doing the Ooh. heart. It's, we're not doing the three.
0: That's. Well, in gosh. The heart. Okay, let us now know. Now I feel like. Well, I'm, okay, let us know in the team chat <laughs> Discord if you think that our hand heart is an emoji, emoji or an emoticon. Or emoticon. We've never had to have this. We've never done this deep into what we do, before.
1: <laughs> but now it's time for us to get to the nitty gritty of it yes. all. Which leads us perfect segue. Let's get into the nitty gritty of this episode because we've done a few string of uh, review episodes, and now it's time to bring it back to a good old list. Because you know that we love a good old list.
0: Everybody loves a good old, and list. we're continuing
1: our. I'm having a hard time stringing the thoughts together. Which is funny but because your intro was excellent. Thank you. Yeah, I that appreciate was one of your that. better <laughs> ones. But like, getting the transition was good. Getting into the nitty gritty. We're getting into the nitty gritty here of our next installment of our ABCs of games. There, just had to rescue it, reset yep. it a little bit. Nice. We're good to go. Let's roll. <laughs> but we are on now to M, N, and.
0: Oh, it's so weird. The way that the alphabet like breaks down for this, because all of the letters seem to be grouped in like the wrong way. Yes. Like they all feel like they are off by we should one. should have done
1: L, M, N, O, P all in one. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like it just like it's A, B, C, D, E, F,
1: G, H, I. Like
0: it, uh, the, the first part felt right. Yeah. But then the next part was like,
1: eh. This doesn't feel as good. Like
0: J, K, L. Yeah. Nobody. And, like Who says J, K, L? M, N, O. Just
1: kidding later. <laughs> no. Yeah. You no, know, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. I don't like it.
0: And then it's going to be PQR. Yeah. Not oh, even P-Q-R-S. I hate that. It should be QRS. Right? T U V W X Y Z. God, we should have gone by how the vowels are placed in the ABC
1: song. <laughs> this episode's going to be really quick, everybody, because we have to make it through letters L M N O P.
0: We're just going to go really fast. Man. Okay. Anyways, yes, we're on MNO.
1: We are on MNO. Uh, it's been a minute. Should we do a refresher on our on our recent games? Because like oh, like of the games we've of done the ones so we've far. done before. Yeah, you run before? through yours before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so A for me. This is my ABCs so far. I have A, Assassin's Creed 2. B, Bioshock, C. I have a slash here and I don't remember which one I went for. Oh, I went for Control.
0: Oh, I was about to say But saying, I, I think it I was control. talking about
1: Civilization or one ah. or two, but I was like, ah, I can't say the whole series, so I'm going to go with a single game Control. D, Dark Forces. E, Edith Finch, comma, what remains of?
0: <laughs> That's still my <laughs> Had favorite. Had to make one. that one
1: stretch it in there somehow. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, F, Far Cry 3. G, Gris. Grease? Grease. Or
0: Gris, who cares? H,
1: Horizon Zero Dawn. I, Infamous. J, Jedi Fallen Order. K, Killzone. L, The Last of Us. Yeah. And I had to stop myself because nice. I almost read the next I know, yeah, one. it's
0: going to be a close <laughs> call. You know what? I'll scroll in such a way that I don't view the M. Nice. Okay, so mine are Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, New Horizons.
1: I rubbed off on you, I'm sorry. New
0: Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's just all guys named Brian. No, Animal mm. Crossing New Horizons. B, Black Book. C, Chaos Legion. The game mm. that literally no one remembers. Yep. D, Dishonored. Uh, e, Evil Zone. Nice. Everybody's favorite. F, Folklore lore G gravity rush. I realized that I made a mistake. I actually meant to do golden sun mm. and forgot. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm still glad that we covered gravity rush. Dude, but that's not golden. Yeah. There you go. No, yes, We am not there yet. <laughs> Oh wait Well oh, we already But S missed, is a good one We though. already passed the L's Because I could have done Golden Sun The Lost Age Which was mm. the sequel But originally They were one game They just had to Break them into oh, two wow. Because the Game Boy Didn't have enough memory For both of them At the time Their ambition
1: Got the best Anyways, of them Anyways
0: So that spot was supposed To go to Golden Sun Don't worry everybody I will find a way To talk about it later um, H Hollow Knight duh. duh I Indivisible J Journey K mm. Kirby Air Ride Obviously nice. And L well, duh! The Legend of Dragoon.
1: Very nice. So you caught up there. So now it's time to move into our letter M, which I think I'll kick us off. Here. Oh, start us off.
0: Here okay. Wow. Some initiative. Yeah. Like you don't literally, <laughs> like you don't literally start every episode.
1: <laughs> I do have the tendency to be like Mogan, you start us off out of laziness, but today I'm taking the reins uh, and going to start with my letter M, which is um, this game. Honestly. It was a lot of fun. Had a ton of fun playing it. It's Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Oh, I
0: was gonna guess, um, uh, Moo Moo Meadows, comma, uh, Mario Kart.
1: <laughs> oh man, Mario's! I didn't even yeah. think
0: about <laughs> all of Mario. Wow.
1: Okay. But still, but okay, but see, but that's point enough that of why they shouldn't be on the list. Yes. Because again, the ABCs of gaming. These are not like. Trying to, like, match other people's standards. These are just, like, when we think of these letters, what are the games that come to our heads? And uh, for M, it was Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Very nice. Could have worked for S also, because I just get Shadow of Mordor.
0: A comma, Middle-Earth?
1: Yeah, exactly. It would have worked. But in Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, you play the role as Talion, a human ranger. And again, this is set in, you know, Middle-Earth. It's Lord of the Rings adjacent. And everybody
0: be wearing cloaks and boots. It's very cool. There be swords and sorceries. Exactly.
1: Very high fashion if you're into the fashion of the times. And so, you know, you're playing as Talion and you're and you are honestly actually killed at the very beginning of the game. Oh, oh my God. A little bit of a spoiler there. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, you and your family are killed by the minions of Sauron. And then shortly after death, you are saved slash resurrected by this elf spirit and apologize, Lord of the Rings fans. Michael B, correct me, please, later in the notes or in the Discord. Uh, it's either Celebrimbor or Celebrimbor.
0: For some reason I know that name. It's Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor. Yeah. Okay. I so don't I don't know who <laughs> I just I'm know going the with name. It. Know the name. You're not telling
1: me it's Travis, <laughs> so I'm taking it. For <laughs> it's a <win>. Trevor, actually. <laughs> but anyway, so uh Celebrimbor revives you and, and restores you to life, but you keep keeps you in this half ghost. Half ghost like, half human form. And in it, you go to uh, avenge your family taking on the minions of Sauron. Obviously, you can't like, you're not going to hunt the Ring of Power because it can't co- conflict too much with the of established events. You can't be
0: running stuff. into Frodo because they couldn't afford exactly. Elijah Wood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, but what made this game stand apart is that A, it was, in my opinion, the one of the best, or if not the best, Lord of the Rings game since playing like the the uh, highly uh, coveted Return of the King, like PlayStation Two game. That's was like, that
0: game that well celebrated? Oh,
1: it's it's loved.
0: I did not know that. Oh yeah,
1: those was those,
0: like, it. PS2... board?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. <I laughs> Whatever like that. His name. Is. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's one that like I remember playing both Two Towers and Return of the King. Return of the King though, I had, and it was like. I was it was one of those games that I just played it constantly. I actually remember when I first moved to Austin, uh I had it on my Mac at the time. And because I didn't have like internet and anything set up like that, I just like kept replaying like the intro oh level, which was just the um the intro level starts like as soon as uh Gandalf comes and saves Helm's Deep. Oh, so wow. it's like you start right into the action, you're you're Gandalf, you're fighting orcs, it's a good time. But anyway. Neither here nor there. That game was fantastic. And then you bring it over into now, uh, Middle or Shadow of Mordor. In between, you had the game, like the one that comes to mind is Lord of the Rings War of the North, which was terrible. I wanted to love it, Ew. but it was so buggy. I like started it three different times and each time had to quit because of bugs. So I was just like, no more. Not doing this. Not playing around with this game anymore. You've lost my attention. <laughs> so I moved on then. Uh, this was a PS4 game. I want to say came out in like 20... 17-ish? 15, 17? No, 15, 16, something like that. This is War of the North? No, sorry. This is uh, Shadows of Mordor. Oh, okay. What I'm talking about for this list. Middle-earth, Shadows of Mordor. Uh, But anyway, what made this game stand out is that it's combat- it's it's all of its gameplay is just fantastic. It plays actually very similarly to like kind of an Assassin's Creed in like some of the parkour you can do. It actually does like say it takes its influences from that. Cool. Uh, and so you got a lot of like climbing and stealth you can do. You have a advanced skill tree that you can get all these different abilities, both human and ghost wraith form and everything. Uh but the main mechanic of this or one of the the neat mechanics of this game was that it had this system called the nemesis system because in fighting all the ranks of sauron's armies you would obviously come across orcs you would come across some higher level commanders and everything in his army and you would beat them or sometimes they would beat you you know as it goes.
0: As as, as you know, does happen. As it sometimes. does
1: happen. In those video games, you lose some, you win some. Was and it
0: any of those situations where it's like a built-in loss in the game where you're supposed to lose mm, and you can't
1: win? Maybe like the first one just to like show you, but then after that, no. Gotcha. Because it could happen literally to any random orc that you run across who happens to kill you. That Killing you in this game, obviously since you're a wraith and all that stuff and you come back to life immediately after dying, it's not like you lose... Like you're standing, or, or they're celebrated for that, but they think they killed this, like this great enemy of their army. So they get promoted in their ranks, and it shows you like this war table basically of like the ranks of the orc oh. armies. And these, indiv- you'll see these orcs move up and eventually get to like war chief status and stuff like that.
0: That's pretty awesome. Your
1: whole thing through this is you're hunting down these various orcs to keep them from being war chief because eventually you have to like take out the war chiefs to be able to take out the main bad of this game. His gotcha. name I'm forgetting, and so Trevor. Sure, we'll call him Trevor. It might be (laughs) the tower or the hand or something like that.
0: I did have the thought that your main character's name starts with a T, so I was like, (laughs) Travis.
1: And so anyway, you go through the system. But if they kill you and then you run into them again, they'll remember you. And, like, it it, it kicks off some kind of like, I thought I killed you. Well, I'm going to make sure you stay dead this time and then everything. But every time they beat you, though, they get stronger. Like, their abilities get, they get abilities. uh, They may gain, like, certain defenses against some of your weapons. Different things like this as they level up. So it's kind of this fun mechanic of you just chasing these various ones that you will have multiple encounters with, depending on how good you are. Yeah. And and everything like that, but it just made this really unique system to the game that had had not like I'm pretty sure like they straight up patented this system in the game. It was a WB uh, game and stuff who made it or at least published it, and so they like patented it and said like, nope, this is ours. You can't like nice. we're using this nemesis system. It's, a,
0: it's honestly a very cool idea. It is very. cool. I know you've talked about this game before, but I don't really remember you talking about this. Uh, promotion system yeah. very much. It sounds really awesome, actually. Well, because it just kind of keeps you, like,
1: it makes every... It keeps you on your toes. It does, because they, sometimes they'll start hunting you, and, like, they'll find you if they're a particularly vengeful orc. Uh, it's just really interesting how well it played into this more open-world game, because it is that. There's this area of the map. You have, like, towers to unlock to reveal other parts of the map. There are fortresses to storm, little settlements, camps, what have you. Tons of fun side activities and collectibles to find along the way. But what makes this game, other than the incredible nemesis system, what makes this game stand out for me is that it is the first game I got the Platinum Trophy for.
0: Oh, nice
1: so Very I want to nice. say it was like 70-ish hours or so, 50 maybe 54 hours or something in that one to Platinum It um, but yeah it was a lot of fun it was great it's what kicked off
0: this, the, the journey of Jared. yeah but I mean <laughs>
1: honestly though there's not that many Platinums to my name
0: so it wasn't a more than me I platinum. don't have any you I really got to go back and Platinum Hot to Full Boyfriend at some point you should I think it's the only <laughs> game I can do it
1: <laughs> that would be hilarious oh boy but yeah it's just a great game has a lot of great combat uh, it's one that because of especially that Nemesis System and just the amount of other activities that you could do—it never felt stale. And especially for like bigger open-world games like that, that can be a real problem. And I think that the the game solved that very well with a very unique idea. So, props to Shadow of Mordor.
0: Excellent choice. But that is my
1: M Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor.
0: Very nice. Well done. I've learned so much today.
1: I want to play its sequel. I think of shadow, it's Shadow of War, which oh. Michael was telling me about, uh, Michael B. He was telling me about, and he said that it's pretty good. It refi- it's like really good, too, and it refines the Nemesis system even more. So, Do I'm you kind think of it's called
0: it. Shadow of War, comma, Return of Travis? <laughs> I it's think it shadow is. Shadow of Mordor, more, door, more <laughs> war. <laughs> and that would be stuff. So, man, they should have done that. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. It really was.
1: But what is your letter M?
0: It's Cap. Oh. Comma, the Legend of Zelda <laughs> Okay, I, I so, will give you that one Because it's
1: yes. Legend of Zelda Legend of Zelda is the series
0: So here's the thing The reason So my L was obviously The Legend of Dragoon And it had to be that game Because it's the best game of all time right. Except for Evil Zone Which is also the best game of all time Even though they're both Well not they're both Evil Zone is subjectively bad But the point is I still really wanted to talk about At least one of the Zelda games At yep. some point And I specifically wanted to talk about Manish Cap Because I think And really, I feel like this is what it boils down to as I keep thinking about it. I personally feel like Minish Cap is the height, the pinnacle of all of the top-down Zelda games. Oh, okay. So all of the old school ones from the very, very first, The Legend of Zelda, all the way up to what's the one everybody likes that I also enjoy? A Link to the Past. Okay. A Link to the Past. Um, the really recent one for 3D. A Link Between Worlds. Yes. Link's
1: Awakening, is that a top down?
0: Oh yeah, it is! Yeah, Link's Awakening, A Link Between Worlds, all of those that fit into that same category of you're basically looking into a square, sort of from a top-down, isometric view, and you are Link, and you're Little Link. You're not yeah. Big Link from the other games, you're a Little smushy Sprite Link, <laughs> and you go around and do, you know, various, very traditional Legend of Zelda adventures. There's usually a big overworld to explore, uh, populated with dungeons in each geographic region of the game. In all all of these cases, you are always having to rescue Princess Zelda from something, except for no. Okay, Phantom Hour. Yeah, yep, I'll, I'll stand All by that because in Phantom <laughs> Hourglass, which was also top down, um, oh, wow, which was also <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> You're peeling
1: back layers. But here. Yeah,
0: really peeling back <laughs> layers. Phantom <laughs> Hourglass still counts because Tetra got turned into stone. Okay. Anyway, so the point is, I feel like Manish Cap is the. Best example of a top-down, super old-school Legend of Zelda game, and I feel like it is the core, like it personifies the entire core of what makes Legend of Zelda games great, and why people have continued to play these games for well over almost 40 years yeah it's been a long been a ass minute. time what it, where did did they have their 35th anniversary last year yes yeah okay so it will it either is turning 36 this year or it turned 35 this year
1: that was definitely last year because remember we did a special okay. episode on it Got we had michael it. It. Oh, b on yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway so manish cap so what's it about what makes it so great for starters it was for the game boy the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance, nice. it uh, was released in, when did it release? A hell of a year, 2004, or 2005 in the, in the U.S., so released in 2005, and notably, even though I think it's the best example of its type of Zelda game, it was not developed in-house by Nintendo. Oh, really? It was a joint venture between Capcom and a developer called Flagship. This is one of the rarest examples of a time where the where Nintendo actually gave the reins of a Zelda yeah. game to other developers and said, "Sure, go for it," and it turned out incredible. And it's like I wish that they you would do that a little bit more often, maybe. So I think that it came out right around the same time as Wind Waker, more or less, at yeah. least in the same era. And the box art is very reminiscent of the the, the art style that was eventually used in Wind Waker. But they don't really share that much of a connection. I just feel like the way that Link looks, that Toon Link look, mm-hmm. that's very much a part of Manishkep. You know, the classic green hat, the little green outfit, yep. the, the haircut in that very specific way that uh, Link has. All of that is present there, except for one extra addition. Your hat is a talking bird man. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. I don't... Oh, I think it's Eslo. Okay, the Birdman... This man, is not
1: the same Birdman as, like, the Scoured sword birds. No, very like different. Shoe bills.
0: Yes. Well, he does actually kind of look vaguely like a shoe bill, but not really. He looks more like a crane. Ah. Like, he's got a really long uh, beak and then a cute little swirly feather on the top of his head, and he's all green, and he's got these big old eyes. But then his body, air quotes, just sort of becomes a hat. And I'm pretty sure his name is Eslo, but in my head I've always called him Laszlo. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep going with that. Why change now. <laughs> yeah, why change things now? Hello, baby bird.
1: What do you Girl. need? She, she just those wants some butt She did. Dad ignored her.
0: She she heard <laughs> <laughs> she heard all this talk of Manish Cap, and she was like, Oh, I'm very interested. I'm a Manish pup. I'm a Manish pup. So the game starts out in classic Legend of Zelda fashion. Uh, Princess Zelda, for some reason. Is with Link and they're at like a festival in town and everything is super fun and going great right up until shit starts hitting the fans. Usually
1: when it goes south.
0: Thunder claps and lightning strikes, and all of a sudden Zelda is kidnapped Uh-oh. by this weird guy with long purple hair in a dark outfit. So you know he's evil because his color palette is too dark. Lay down. She's like, No. Lay down bro. No, no. Good joke. Eller. There's good enough. There's good enough. Uh, so she gets kidnapped. Everything happens all the time. Um, and Link goes out into the forest for some reason, or he winds up there. I don't remember exactly what happens, but he runs into this hat man. Mm. And the hat's like, bro, put me on. And Link's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is,
1: trusting of stranger hats.
0: It's really like the precursor to Mario Odyssey, if yeah. anything. <laughs> but But so when you put the magical hat on, as it turns out, Laszlo is a member of a people called the Pakori. And the Pakori are tiny. Oh. You know the borrowers? No. I'm oh sorry. boy, wow, you're very uncultured. I am. With Tom Felton as a child? Oh, boy. Okay, also a famous yeah. book series. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow, damn. I thought you were calling out another uh, Jeez, Zelda character. no, or, the borrowers.
1: Or species? No, sorry.
0: <laughs> well, borrowers are this idea of like little tiny humans that live in your walls and use your people things like buttons and string and other like, like your teaspoons. They use those for their own purposes. So yeah. that's the idea of borrowers. Picori are exactly like that. They are little tiny people they kind of look like a cross between people and mice sort oh, okay. of they're very very cute uh the picori are basically just tiny little creatures that you normally can't see but when you put on this magical hat Laszlo's one of the picori so if you go to specific um kind of like portals around the world uh as denoted by tree stumps uh-huh. you can shrink yourself down to picori sized nice. and then tra- and then travel around the world as a teeny tiny Link. Well, that's fun. And it really made the entire game incredibly charming. And I think that's why it sticks in my mind so well is because, first of all, even being a Game Boy Advance game, it it looks incredible to this day. Yeah. Like the art style absolutely held up. The graphics look fantastic. Nice. And especially when it comes to all of the tiny worlds. They are done so well with like these Big, overblown lily pads, and nice. droplets of water are literally bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And there's bugs in the background. You're like, "Oh shit, I'm fucked." <laughs> you gotta like fight spiders and stuff because oh, they're bigger than you I'm now. Out. Yeah, I know that you don't <laughs> like spiders. <so>. We'll <laughs> pretend that they're scorpions. Sure, okay, I
1: can do that. <laughs> that
0: doesn't make any sense, Jared.
1: <laughs> been bit by a spider, haven't been stung by a scorpion. Well,
0: well I guess that's fair. So that's <laughs> a fair assessment. Anyway, so the game plays out then in traditional Zelda fashion, many distinct geographic areas, uh sort of capped off by dungeons Mm. but the fun comes from finding these waypoints around the world to go back and forth between being tiny and being normal sized again and it leads to a lot of really interesting environmental puzzles and most importantly of all a fetch quest that they've never brought back because it's not really a fetch quest the kinstone system okay (laughs) so the picori and like people around the world of minish cap they're really into these things called kinstones which which are literally just little colored coins snapped in two and the way that their like ridge line mm-hmm. is shaped you like you basically put two halves together and that makes a kinstone uh, so you have like to a, like it's
1: like a friendship bracelet Exactly, it's like literally a, a friendship heart, necklaces. Like best friend. it, it okay. totally okay. is so I'm with you
0: all throughout the game for like no reason <laughs> there's dude, nothing happens if you get all of them it's literally, <laughs> nothing happens
1: you can uh, just now, other than say you got them all I good think job
0: I don't know maybe something does happen if you get them all but I don't remember what and unfortunately the Wikipedia page doesn't Really have a section dedicated yeah. to the kids'
1: stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, it means it's confusing. waiting for you to write it. So. It
0: really is. So I, ju- I don't know why I found the Kinstone Friendship Gauntlet so incredibly fun, but I loved it. Nice. And then, of course, it's also got all kinds of different uh, weapons that you collect and use throughout the different portions of the map. I really like the Gust Jar, mm-hmm. which they like never brought back, but I guess the Deku Leaf is really similar to it, where you like hold this little jar under your arm, and it poofs out air, and you like gui- <laughs> let it guide yourself on like when you're riding a lily pad as a boat. Nice. So cute. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> That's kind of all it does. Sure. Oh, and it can suck up like speeder webs and stuff. Nice. Yeah, so anyways, there's spiders. all kinds of cute, fun stuff in the game. And the overall uh, story is really interesting. Vady, the purple haired bad guy that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. actually kind of a more interesting uh, Zelda villain than we often get. I mean, he ultimately does just boil down to, I want power and I'm evil. But he's got some interesting that's backstory to him. Yeah. So he's really fun and cute and everybody loves him. And also his boss fight was really kind of hard. Uh, so yeah, Manish Cap is one of the best Zelda games ever made. I would probably find a way to rank it in my top five. I've never really thought wow. about it, but I'm sure it would like make Like top five there. games or top five Zelda? Top five Zelda games. Ah, okay. Yes. Cool. Which is still a pretty crowded list. I was about so to say. So that's still saying something. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. Ocarina of Time doesn't make it top Oh, five. no. Of course not. Wow. Minish Cap dunks on Ocarina of Time. It's a better You should do that for like game. one of the episodes. It's like
1: Rank Your Zeldas. Yeah. Oh, or at least top five. That would be a long At episode. least top five. All well, right. we can do it in two parts.
0: Anyways, so Three yeah. Three parts
1: if it requires. Minish
0: Cap, comma, The Legend of Zelda. Excellent game, and I recommend that anybody that has the ability to play it, I think that there's lots of emulators with it. It also might... On Switch, I know that they ported it to either the Wii or the Wii U.
1: Their online library and stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I'll have to look more into that. I don't remember. I feel like
1: I do remember hearing that come out because I feel like I just I either texted you about it or messaged you on Discord something.
0: But I, the, I've never I'll really check. needed it because I still have my 3DS that has the GBA port in it for my old GBA, uh, like for, specifically for Golden Sun and for Minish Cap. Very Those cool. are the two that I still use in that. So I've never needed it. But yeah, Minish Cap, stellar game. Please play it if you can.
1: Excellent choice. But that moves us on now to our letter N. And, Mogan, I have to say, my choice is shit for this one. Wait,
0: so can we put forward all of our alternatives? My favorite is Narizen Nero Non.
1: <laughs> what was the one I just said? Oh, Nori in the Blind Forest, because I can play Blind it Forest. off. as.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jared just misheard, and no one's ever corrected I, no one ever him. No one's ever corrected
1: me, regardless of how many times I started the game on my Xbox.
0: Okay, is it something that you think I can guess?
1: No, oh, because no. I have to okay. tell you, I went, I researched, I racked my brain. Unless someone out there can tell me I don't think I've played a game that starts with the letter N.
0: Then can I do a quick shout-out to my runner-up that I can't justify?
1: Uh, yes, if I can just at least say which one I yes, did. Yes, go for it. So the only shout-out, I was just giving it because what I thought of in, it's the game that popped into my head first. Because it's No Man's Sky.
0: Oh, wow. I'm giving No Man's Sky that.
1: the spot on my N because of the complete 180. That game has done since you launch. No Man's Sky? No, haven't. <laughs> That's what I mean. I haven't played it, haven't <laughs> touched it, because I know that it is not the game for me. The
0: no in No Man's Sky is for no, I did not play it.
1: <laughs> no, I did not play this in parentheses. Uh, but yes, I, I didn't play it because I just do know that the game is not up my alley. Yes. It's, you know, limitless adventure, never no. ending. It's just like, I would do, get do, overwhelmed do well and that. just be like, yeah. there's too much to do. I'm just not even going to start. But... Going from from No Man's Sky, how it launched, where it was honestly like it. Was panned critics, players, oh, yeah, everyone, was, due to bugs, just not being what it was promised. Lots of different issues. A
0: lot of it had to do with it being a marketing and PR nightmare. Yes, like on, on the PR circuit, because the game was like debuted at what E3 or something. One of them at the time, well, yeah. one of those trade shows, and even though it was a smaller indie game, people really latched onto it. And well, then, because of what it was promising. Because of what it was promising, and then over the months and years leading up to its actual release. Multiple uh, times on like interviews and in Q and A's, the developer said that, oh yeah, it's definitely going to have blah blah, and yeah, we're totally going to put in blah, mm-hmm. and then none of that wound up being true,
1: or like not to the level that yeah. it was expected to yeah, be. Yeah. Lots of different stuff like that. But in the years since, like No Man's Sky, I went back and looked. It came out in 2016. Since then, it has been like they once the issues came out and they were, you know, and rightfully so, kind of like or, you know, rightfully, maybe not rightfully, so, like, drug through the coals, of being like, hey, this isn't what you told us this was going to be. Yeah. Hello Games put their nose to the grindstone and, like, were able to completely reinvent the experience for the players who have stuck around. Now it's got multiplayer. It has, like, base building. There's, you know, customization for your character. Still the limitless adventure awaits, but they've just been able to take those core promises and build on what was actually there at the beginning and turn it... and expand it into something that is truly one of the best, yeah. like survival games out there on the market today. So much so, I mean, just got to say it, it inspired Starfield from the oh, upcoming yeah. game from Bethesda. It didn't. They're not officially saying that, but I mean, it come totally on, did. it did. Yes. And so, you know, <laughs> I think noted Bethesda noted. Bethesda is like take, is, took notes basically, and so. You know, I'm just saying, there's been a lot of, you know, survival games have seen an uptick lately. I still, uh, No Man's Sky is one of the highest ones and most revered. Now. I
0: mean, just looking at the sheer number of releases and additional patches they did that had Big content updates, mm-hmm. even beyond just the fixing of the game. Right. Like they got past the fixing stage and kept releasing content, right. like a crazy amount of it.
1: And it's supposed to be coming to the Switch soon now. Yeah, like within the, within the year, I believe.
0: So I would definitely say that in terms of did Hello Games manage to win back the goodwill of its player base? Absolutely. Yes, and I think they found a lot of new fans. I think along they the redeemed way. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: See, it's it's what the the, resp- the response to No Man's Sky was the response that Cyberpunk had. When it
0: oh, came out. for sure, sh- yes. And actually, there was a lot of talk after Cyberpunk came out and was bombing, at least in terms of performance, of like, you know, can they hello games? it? Can exactly. they turn it around like No Man's Sky? No, not yet, not yet. <laughs>
1: not yet. They are, they are. doing having the the you know that Edge Runners anime is coming out. They're now putting out Edge Runners content into the game itself. Uh, but they might be able to. But I still, I think, I think Cyberpunk got burned even worse than No Man's Sky. Did. Oh yeah. It,
0: so I think a lot of that's because has it to wasn't do... even
1: playable on promised consoles. Yeah. So Oof, at gosh. launch, yeah, rough, rough yeah. one out there for them. Rough but anyway, times. No Man's Sky, just for the turnaround and the complete 180 they did, you, you got to celebrate that.
0: If at some point you have that baseball moment of remembering an end game that you really should have talked about instead just let yeah. me know what it is sure like you don't have to i think no man's sky was a great choice i just feel like that always happens to me like the golden sun thing yeah like we left this episode and three days later i was like no well our l's <laughs> i want to say
1: like everybody was like oh uh, I, I think i fully had in mind for the l's to do life strange but then somebody was like oh jared's obviously doing the last of us i was like god damn it i do have to do the last of us <laughs> but you know Strange so love comma you. life is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your letter? My
0: N is an obvious choice, and it's the best game series ever made, other than. Evil Zone and the sure. Legend of Dragon, sure. of course, also
1: just put another one up on the shelf.
0: <laughs> high quality, but it's a series that I've never really gotten to actually talk about on the show. I've mentioned it so many times before. I've streamed it. Oh, Nancy Drew, obviously, <laughs> yes, the Nancy Drew mystery adventure games. And I used to always call them the Nancy Drew PC mystery adventure games mm-hmm. because when I was growing up, that was all they were available for was PC. Right. They were not Mac compatible. <laughs> Hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, you won't play Nancy you on your Game Boy. Get
0: Absolutely out of here. not. Uh, and the original series started coming out back in, I want to say, right around 2000. The first game may have come out in 98 or 99. Mm-hmm but I really kind of don't think so. I feel like they started coming out in 2000. Uh, And I remember vividly, like I think it was either my birthday or Christmas. They're very close together, so I can't quite recall. But I remember unwrapping these two games that I distinctly did not ask for. (laughs) And they were Nancy Drew, Message in a Haunted Mansion, which was I think the second, or third game, and then Nancy Drew Treasure in a Royal Tower, which was either the third or fourth. Um, and one of them had a very blue cover that was Message in a Haunted, haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. and then the next one had a very purple cover, and I was like, and a castle on it. So I was like, ooh. What's like, this? But I remember looking at them and being legitimately disappointed because I was like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is this Nancy Who Drew? Hell? Who's this? Like, I knew what Nancy Drew was because sure. my mom owned the entire book series, right. which I never read a single one. Because um, books, books are for, for chumps. Jumps. This is the best personification of why would I why would I read a book when I can play the game? literally? <laughs> even though only some of the games are based on the books and even then it's a stretch. But the point is so the Nancy Drew PC the Nancy Drew Mystery Adventure games, I'll correct myself they are now available for Mac. Oh, and thank God. It, <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> and at the very least White Wolf Bicycle Creek came to the Wii for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think any of the others did. Those <laughs> so motion strength.
1: controls yeah. that really changed the game.
0: Uh, which is funny cuz there was at least one Nancy Drew game where you had to hand-to-hand judo combat the villain at the end oh. to like passively subdue her cuz she wanted to kill you but Nancy doesn't kill. So she just had yeah. to like do judo blocks until the villain tired herself out and you could <laughs> just like take her to <laughs> Just throwing punches, and Nancy just like, judo yeah, block. Yeah, it really <laughs> was like that. It was incredible. Uh, oh, man. Well,
1: she just finally, like, I'm too damn tired of throwing I these punches that, was, that aren't landing.
0: I think that was Danger by Design. <laughs> and it was one of the first Nancy games that went outside of the U.S. Oh. Uh, because, yeah, so she went to Paris. Uh-huh. And it was, very, she had to work for, like, an eccentric fashion designer. But, boy, there was some stuff going
1: on over there. Sounds like
0: it. Which Nancy drew Always. Has to get to the bottom of.
1: So, a common trope of those. Did anyone else? Because that just totally rang, um, pulled a memory from my head. Did anyone else read the book series, The Boxcar Children?
0: I did not. I know many, many friends
1: who okay. did. So, thank God this wasn't just a thing No, that only I, I was privy to. Well,
0: I remember seeing them a lot at the book fairs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Good old Scholastic book Good fair. They would have book the fair. Boxcar yep. Children. Yep. Yep. But that's what I always remembered reading those. Is that you read this and the whole. Plot of this book generally starts because usually the youngest Benny, I think was his ki- the, the kid's name, would like they'd be like walking down a street and just see somebody who like looked mildly suspicious Alicia. and was just like that fucker did something
0: <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I didn't know that. So oh, yeah, boy. so it's
1: just like that. Like she's just in Paris and it's just like.
0: Well, so that's well, Was thing. there actually a catalyst? Not really. Oh, okay. So in, in almost, ev- actually, I think every single game. So canonically speaking, Nancy is 18, I think, forever. She does not age. <laughs> Nancy Drew and all of her friends and family, including her dad, I think, are just alive perpetually and they never get older. Oof. But um, Nancy's dad is a rich, rich lawyer. And for some reason, well, he's gone all the time, of course. So Nancy just kind of can do whatever she wants sure. all the time. And she has limitless dad lawyer money. And her dad's like, yeah, go out, see the world, have fun, build character, and whatnot. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll go solve crime or whatever. <laughs> and I think like in the first game, maybe she goes to a high
1: school. Why? I don't remember. She's got to learn still too. But
0: in at least you can't
1: be a private detective without a GED. Of course at least
0: in at least game two, to the entire rest of them, is the setup is. Always that Nancy has gotten a letter or an email or a phone call from someone that has heard of her and needs her help.
1: Okay, so that's different.
0: Yes, it's different. She's okay. expressly having her services requested. I
1: see. So, Just how yeah. you introduce it with being like, because there's a mystery she has to have her solve. solved. <laughs> me think of that. Nancy
0: Drew isn't a racial profiler yeah. I Just didn't say anything the, about I, race. I know, I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> you took it there. But probably from where this was coming from, yeah, it probably was a little
0: also bit Also, in the one where White Wolf of Icicle Creek, the villain does wind up being just the foreign guy with a heavy accent. It's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> there were so many other good candidates. Oh,
1: who could it have been from Kevin, <laughs> <to> Jennifer, <laughs> Boris,
0: maybe? His name is Yanni. <laughs> oh, that's <I> close. <laughs>
1: no,
0: I oh, God, Yanni. Alright, anyways, so the point Mildly is...
1: Eastern European name. All mm-hmm. of
0: the Nancy Drew games start with Nancy walking up to her room and she goes, hi, my name's Nancy Drew, and then blah, 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 and it's like, oh, Nancy. This brings me back (laughs) and it's funny to see throughout the years how much better in graphic quality her room gets because it just progressively gets better and better and better and then she'll go to her desk and she'll open up like a classic manila folder which contains the case file Uh, and it'll have the letter from the person in question who needs your help and usually a couple of photos to like give you the lowdown of what's going on Sure. so you always start every adventure kind of knowing what's happening you usually know what crime has been committed uh, and you usually have like your point of contact the person who's bringing you there or the person they put you in contact with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you then go to the location by picking up your plane ticket off your desk wow, wow. and then you, you already f- had
1: a plane ticket sent yeah, to you and everything yeah. My God. and
0: then you fly off to your destination to start investigating so nancy has to investigate a great many types of crimes often thievery explosions Murder, uh, kidnappings. Remember that guy that got stuck in that old missile silo in Ireland? Do you remember the ending? No. Of oh boy, never mind. All right, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> missing persons, all kinds of stuff. So Nancy's out here uh, investigating all different types of crimes, and you do that by interrogating the shit out of the locals, which is always very very fun. The Nancy games have a lot of dialogue packed into them, and tons and tons of excellent and incredible voice acting the woman that has done uh Nancy Drew's voice for every single game i think it's lisa manella
1: i thought you were about to say manelli i was like yeah it might lisa hang Manilla. on hang on i i was, i think Manilla. it
0: might be <laughs> lena <laughs> lena min nope that's not it hang on nancy drew game fun fact the only voice, voice actress they could
1: find who's perpetually 18
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lonnie Manella. I was so, so close. Oh god. Okay, Lonnie Manella. She has been uh Nancy Drew for 10,000 years. Wow. Um and I've just learned from Wikipedia that she's actually 72 years old herself. Nancy's voice hasn't aged a day. <laughs> That's talent. Yeah, such talent. Uh anyways, Lonnie Manella as Nancy Drew is I will be on my deathbed and I will think of Nancy saying, "Hmm. Hmm. Hmm." Hmm. <laughs> just kind of because every time you encounter something that you don't know what to do with, Nancy's just like, hmm, hmm, I'll have to come back to this later, or I don't think I can solve this yet. And it's like, Nancy, her stock dialogue is incredible, as are all of the other characters. They have such colorful voices. You can tell that especially with the ones that take place in other countries, that they could not afford people that were actually from there. Sure. <laughs> like the iceland the iceland one that I'm most recently playing um terror on the north seas or something I don't remember sea of darkness there we go sea nice. of darkness sea of darkness everybody's supposed to be in this tiny tiny town in uh, in iceland and it's like no they're <laughs> I don't know what accents these are, but none of these people were in Icelandic. But they do their best, and we, appre- we respect them for it. So Nancy has to go around and interrogate all the locals while she finds clues, while she investigates. And this is where the real meat of the games comes in, in the form of many, many puzzles. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've watched any of my streams of a couple of the games that I've played in the past, the puzzles vacillate between... Totally making sense and actually being a challenge of logic, to sort of just being random fucking bullshit. And you're like, how the <laughs> fuck was I supposed to solve this? What was the one you were
1: stuck on for so long? That one. Oh my
0: god, that slider
1: puzzle. The slider puzzle. Oh that's what it was. god,
0: that slider puzzle at the gates to the castle. Couldn't even get into the castle. That was the start of the game. <laughs> oh god, that was a brutal puzzle. Oh, so man. some of them are absolute horse apples. Just as many of them are actual really fun puzzles that you get to break out your notebook and pen for. Because I remember when I was growing up, me and my friends would often play it together at my house on the shared family PC. And we would literally have to get paper and pen because there was, well, there was internet back then. But we would like actually write stuff down and take notes and solve the puzzles on our own. Just being good little detectives. Just being good little detectives. And if we couldn't solve the puzzle on our own, frequently (laughs) you had to go to classic internet walkthroughs the kind where it's like just a white web page with just an endless scroll no links no jumping around no next page just like hey you just have to
1: read this until you you just gotta read
0: this until you get to the bottom and it's like okay and it was incredible uh so all the nancy drew games are I shouldn't say that. Many of the Nancy Drew games are incredible. A few of them are hot trash. Yeah. Uh, Sh- "Ransom of the Seven Ships." Please, dear God, don't play that game. Kay. It is the worst one I'll, ever we'll made. Throw it away from my Steam library. I think it's like common fan knowledge that "Ransom of the Seven Ships" is the worst Nancy Drew game. All of the other ones are at least interesting to. Great. Nice. Uh, And there are well over 30. I think um, Sea of Darkness was number 31 or 32. So they pretty much, her interactive, capital H E R interactive, they're the studio that made the Nancy or Drew games for, you know, like well over at least 20 years. Uh, And they pretty much publish a new one every year. For about 10 to 15 years. And then the production schedule got a little bit lengthier because, you know, graphics improved. And
1: people were like, who's Nancy Drew?
0: And people were like, who's Nancy Drew? But man, (laughs) I have played almost every game. Um, There's only a couple that I've missed over time, and I still want to go back and finish them. And, you know, speaking of the streams, it's been really enlightening to go back and replay some of these older games because it's like, well, how much of this was just nostalgia? Right. Not that much, actually. Like, I'm still able to replay these games that I barely remember and have a really good time. And it's really just sort of a, um, you know, the point-and-click mystery style doesn't really go out of style. Like, sure, the graphics might suck, but the functionality itself, you can't really mess that up. It's a point-and-click game. So they have a really nice uh, longevity to them. All of them are available on Steam, and they frequently go on sale and in bundles and packs. They're really cheap at this point. I would very strongly recommend that anybody pick them up that loves point-and-clicks, mysteries, adventures, or just top-tier voice acting, and some absolute shenanigans storylines. The Nancy Drew games <laughs> go places. Really? There's jetpacks. There's ghosts. Wow. There's like I think one of them has a killer whale in it. Yeah, they went very sea World with one of them. Uh, but yeah, they're incredible. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend literally all of them. The Nancy Drew games are the best games ever made except for Evil Zone of The
1: Legend of Dragon. Legend, good, just yeah. gotta put those little just caveats. Gotta,
0: just just <laughs> asterisk.
1: <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well... <sighs> You know, you're talking about perfection when it comes to games, and that is what this next one is really. My O, my letter O. I've talked about it before. Is it
0: something I can guess? Yeah. Is it Ori in the Blind Force? No. Okay, gosh. just want to get, game. get that out of the way. Fun game,
1: but no, it's not Ori in the Blind Force.
0: Absolute perfection, and it starts with an O. Was that sarcasm?
1: Um, people, other people may disagree. Mm. When we've talked about the game before, there have been disagreements.
0: Oh God, Jared, fucking. <laughs> <heck>. <laughs> Come back! <laughs> it's the Order eighteen eighty six. You know what? I guess I am sh- I should I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> I really did think you were going to talk about Ori. Wow! No, the Order. order. I, I have to. Oh my god! I have to. Blindsided again.
1: <laughs> As was I when <laughs> I first installed my disc of the Order eighteen eighty six oh, into my PS four.
0: Jared that game has werewolves. Yeah. So it's mildly spooky. Yeah. I'm going to make you a promise.
1: Are you going to play it? Because I, w- I let you borrow the game to play it before, and you held it for three years. Give it
0: to me again. <laughs> I will play it in October, and okay. I'll stream it.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. It's
0: for PS4, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll
1: yeah. work. Let yeah. me borrow it again. I'll it's redeem so good, though, myself. It should be on the PS5. Oh like it really is though and that's why i love it so much the order 1886 everyone for those of you who are not familiar with this masterpiece <laughs> the deep lore
0: of strap team chat podcast in.
1: it is the deep lore of team chat podcast because i think i had like just played it for the first time or like while we were at making oh, yeah. the show but very early on this
0: game has been hanging on for seven goddamn much like years like you could say the legend of dragoon
1: it's true <laughs> but oh, still boy. Uh, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it brief because I there is a plethora of time spent <laughs> on the Order 1886. We should
0: really cut together an Order 1886 master cut like Jared. That would be really edition. fun because it would, would be very really fun funny, to
1: see like, but... if I can keep the details straight. Because I've still only played the game the one time. <laughs> And then I watched Kurok stream it when he God. streamed it. I want to say like a year, maybe two ago. I want to oh, say man. that he played it for the first time and also loved it. I will say, uh, but the Order eighteen eighty six takes place in eighteen eighty six. You're in London. I looked at the light for some reason, thinking that's where the lens was. Don't look no, at it's up there. <laughs> but um, but anyway, you played in like Victorian London of the time. Uh, but you are a member. You are you are Sir Galahad. You are. The Sir Galahad of the Knights of the Round Table, because the Knights of the Round Table are still around, oh because of the God. discovery of this substance called black water, that they can drink it, and it basically revives them of all injury, keeps them young, keeps them spry, and keeps them serving the queen's or her, his majesty's justice throughout time. Because it started with King Arthur, now it's a queen. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? Just to pass the time, and they're staying alive. Uh, but yeah, but it really is that there's this like deep mystery because you, you're, you're staying alive, fighting the forces of evil that come across the threats of the world at the time. This one, again, it's been a while. The, the, the details are a little fuzzy. It as doesn't to what matter. Kicks it off. It's
0: it, what but matters is that do, it stayed in your
1: heart. <laughs> yes. You basically do go into this deep, uh, this deep mystery that you've uncovered in, in London, Uh, surrounding that, yes, there are sites of werewolves. Uh, There are other creatures that you come under contact with across this gameplay, too. But it is a very much, like, it's a linear game. You go from point A to point B. You fight those people there. Once you cleared out the people in point B, you go on to point C. Very
0: uncharted. It is. You're making me nervous, Jared.
1: It's very Gears of War in its gameplay style. I will give it that. And in fact, that is one of the areas that it is somewhat panned. That it is, like, your gameplay pretty much does lower itself to just these combat situations which are they're like they are it's just they people run at you you shoot them down and then you move on you do have a lot of very fun weapons because again this time period you do actually get a uh, Tesla coil gun at one point Ooh. he because like nikola Tesla hands it to you basically like I'm working on this <laughs> try it out let me know how <laughs> it goes I want to say this one gun would like shoot a bomb of like gunpowder. Into the air, and then you would fire it again, and it would it, it, like light it, and just spark like it.
0: ash in the Overwatch. Yeah, wow, with the dynamite and
1: stuff. So, like well, Overwatch of...
0: ripped off the Order eighteen eighty six. It's true. Here, first,
1: everybody. <laughs> but yeah, um, it it just had a lot of great combat The combat had fun within it, but then I do also know that like some of the other uh, critiques it, it got over the time was that. A lot of things take place in like quick time events. You know, just hit the buttons real fast in the correct See, order. See,
0: I kind of like quick time events. I so do So I don't mind that at all. Because it's
1: after a long battle sequence usually. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Don't drag out this boss fight longer than it needs to be. Let me end it in a fun cinematic yeah, quick time event. That's fine. Because that is where the game shines. In that it is an incredibly cinematic game. This game, Ready at Dawn was the developer. It came out very close to the release of the PS4. So it was like one of the things where they're like, "Hey, we've got this new console, we've got this new software, this new power behind it. Let's see what we can do." And my God, like I'm not kidding. I feel like you could have. have it's been a while, so sure may have it may have aged a little bit, but I feel like you could put it up against like a current game. Well, it's still a great because I, like the quality because that's what this game was praised: the quality of its graphics, the quality of its acting, the quality of its just environments. The art of this game is. Fantastic. I mean, it, it is very like realistic in its look and, and feel and everything like that. But like, think Vampire.
0: I was actually exactly like, going to say that because in my mind, from the screenshots I've seen of Order eighteen eighty six, now having played Vampire, I feel like they're kind of on similar graphic. They level.
1: are well, like same. I wouldn't say. Gra- I was going to say think Vampire, but like two times the quality. Oh, like, wow. oh like, it's, it's good. Okay, its cutscenes are fantastic and it was one of the but i would describe it though because it does have longer cutscenes. it does have some moments that are taking place with these quick time events i would call it more of one of a cinematic game you're not here for an overly impressive gameplay you're here for a kick-ass story with kick-ass graphics and performances to boot
0: and you would say the story is really fun
1: yeah i think it's got some great twists in it i think i i kind of like love you know uh like it's not similar but it kind of plays off of it like the underworld movies i love those oh i love those this, movies this game kind of has that same feel but like nice. 1886 so that like that like monster hunter like van helsing kind of vibe yeah. to it i really like that we're like it's not exactly air quotes good yeah. but it's fun but it's fun so who fucking
0: cares exactly
1: Yeah. and so that's what this game was it was just a lot of fun but i just remember the whole time just being like i can't believe this is
0: this is real. This is
1: what like. <laughs> this is where games are at with like with how they can be developed and everything like that. So, I've talked about it enough. It's a great game. Go play it, everyone. I'm excited to watch your stream. Your stream to, later because yeah. I'm going to hold you to it.
0: How many hours is it? Uh,
1: yeah. Let me, I beat it in a night.
0: Okay. Like, oh, wow. Well,
1: because I got hooked. Well, yeah. I was well, like <laughs> Sam was gone at working an event, and I want to. I stayed up. Okay, not in a night. I started it. I'd say it's like eight to twelve.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: Perfect like streamline, yeah.
0: So like, knock it out, and over that's another a series thing that it, was, that it was knocked
1: for. It was that short of a game with only single player story. Gotcha. So, but it was still a full sixty dollars game. See,
0: you say the words eight to ten hours and only single story game, and I'm like, hell yeah, exactly. Same with me. I don't want I'm anything like, more than that. Give me a nice short game with no multiplayer yeah, online.
1: <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same way. So it's you know that wasn't a, a knock to me, but I can understand to other people. And I bought the game later when it was on sale. So like I didn't play it right when the PS4 came out and, and stuff like that, but still it was like, so I got a little cheaper. So that might have been negated, excuse me, negated a little bit for me. Yeah, but still, now it's obviously cheap. It's gonna be free for you because I'm gonna let Hell you borrow mine yes. again. again.
0: How long do you think I'm gonna keep it this time? <laughs> I'm gonna say five to ten. Oh uh, yeah, man, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to move again.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> call you at back. like sixty when I turn sixty-five. Just yeah. got on retirement. I'm like, hey, Mogan. I'm retired now. You know what I would love? I would love. That. I would love to play the Order eighteen eighty six again. Can you return my <laughs> yeah, copy, please? would be
0: like, yeah, I know exactly where it is. I've been staring at it for sixty three years.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. But anyway, that's that's my O. The Gosh. Order eighteen eighty six. I
0: really can't believe I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I feel like such a chump. What is your O? My O is a game that I've talked about before, done a full review, but haven't really talked about it since, and I would really like to. I will give you a hint. It's a JRPG.
1: Okay, it's an O, JRPG.
0: came out within the last five-ish years, and while you ruminate on that, I'm going to pull up the actual year it came out because I don't entirely remember. It's got... um,
1: Well, I was just trying to think of
0: yeah, I'm trying to give you what hints I can tell you that won't immediately oh, give it oh, away.
1: Oh! Duh! Octopath Traveler. Yeah, Traveler. I was Octopath dancing around Traveler. the O. I knew it's like, it's not like, it, it, I was dancing around what the O was, but I knew I knew, I knew it. Yeah. Octopath Traveler.
0: I was actually really struggling with O because I was thinking that I might have to do Ori and the Blind Forest, have to do it. like it would be a chore, even Where? though I really like that game. It's but I was game. like, I know that there was something I was thinking of that I wanted to talk about. It was Octopath Traveler. And a good thank, choice. Thank goodness I remembered. So Octopath Path Traveler came out in July of 2018.
1: It's that old it's already. That
0: old. That's wow. the thing. Is in my mind, it doesn't feel that old. Yeah, it's like oh, it really has been well over four years. Well, I by guess now. the
1: sequel just came out though. Last sequel,
0: year.
1: follow up. Triangle Strategy? What's that one? Uh,
0: Triangle Strategy. It's Uh, by the same developer.
1: Okay, but it's not... It's totally
0: unrelated. Ah, No. I was about to say, do you know something? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have been doing this podcast for a while. I'm a little tapped in now that I'm better than I was day one. No, so Octopath Traveler...
0: (laughs) 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 So Octopath Traveler came out for the Nintendo Switch pretty early in the Switch's lifespan. So it was really kind of one of the big releases for the time. And it was one of the biggest original IP JRPGs to debut on the system. It is still only... For switch i feel yeah. like every i feel like every time i say that PC, shit though. they port it to pc so you look and see if they eventually ported it to pc but it came out originally for only the nintendo switch so the setup to octopath traveler and why it has such a bonker stupid name because the studio that develops these games just does not fucking know how to name <laughs> games
1: they're like what are words <laughs> put two of them together
0: just smash any two words together it is
1: on steam yes oh,
0: oh yeah okay it's on steam now well congration you can now get it on multiple multiple uh, platforms but the experience on switch is very very good and that's because it's kind of a unique game in that it was the first i think debut what they were calling the hd 2d style which I love it. And it looks so good. It is the kind of graphic style because it's like pixelated. It's very hev- heavily pixelated. It's meant to be a callback to like early to mid-90s JRPGs mm-hmm. of like the early Final Fantasies, the Chrono triggers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's meant to sort of look like that, but like it was made today, like it was made by a studio that has a lot of power behind it. So it's got this really interesting top-down look, but everything looks super 3D. It has a lot of depth to it, and the character sprites are all really, really cute and fun. Mm-hmm. So the characters in question are the Octopath. I actually they...
1: played this one, like a little bit of it. The demo. Oh yeah,
0: you played the demo! The O is for Ophelia, uh, Cyrus, Olberic, there we go. I always forget the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ophelia Cyrus. Oh, I forgot the T. Ophelia Cyrus Tressa Olberic Primrose? Yes, Primrose. Yeah. Uh Alfin. <laughs> I
1: always forget the A2. And what's the other T The
0: Alfin? Um the T. it's the thief. Um to Tyrese Ty- Travis <laughs> <laughs> Travis again? Oh god, what's his fucking name? Oh, it's killing me because he—he was one of the demo characters. Yeah,
1: because you meet him. him in the
0: Yeah, you meet you meet him in in, the demo. Yes. God, what is what's his name? Jared Hurry. I'm I'm losing it. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, I'll skip to the H for now. Honnet is the H. That's what
1: I played as. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. You did. And then the T is. I'm gonna call him Tyrone if you don't find that. I'm I'm sorry.
1: I'm 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 like I'm searching here. (laughs)
0: Lord, what I loved him. What is his name? Characters, Uh. Synopsis, Cyrus, Tressa... Tressa Coltione, a.k.a. Calzone, uh, Primrose, <laughs> Alfin, and then, oh, come on, what's the name? Therion! Therion,
1: I saw it, like, just as soon as you saw, I saw ne- it! I God damn it! <laughs> oh,
0: too slow! I never would have remembered Therion, even though I really liked him, actually. Uh, so, yes, that's the Octopath in question, is the stupid okay, name. Okay, so you know
1: what? I di- did not realize... <laughs>
0: you didn't! ...that
1: the name spelled Fascinating.
0: Octopath. Fascinating, yes. So each of that the characters
1: backwards way.
0: It's a dumbass acronym. Because it both tells you. Explaining your name and your game. (laughs) I know. It it both tells you that, hey, there are eight characters. Because this is the other thing that sort of makes the name make sense. Is that when you start it up, you have these eight characters that you can choose from to start your journey. And you can pick any of them. No one is behind like a progress wall. You can just look through the character list of the eight characters in question, the Octo, and pick which path you Uh. want to.
1: <laughs> so many connections. So many
0: connections. And pick which of their paths you want to start with. So whomever you pick as your initial character, you play as them for the entire game. Uh, I also believe that they are... Ooh, are they? I actually can't remember if this is true or not. I think they are locked in your party. They are. They are. They have okay. to be. They are locked in your party as your default main character. But the other three slots are eventually populated by any of the other seven characters that you meet as you play the game. So the gist of Octopath Traveler is that you're exploring this wide, wide world of Old Jersey, we're gonna call it, because I can't remember what their planet is called or whatever it is, but it's very much sort of the you know, typical Final Fantasy medieval setup right? where everything is very, like, magical and there's, like, monsters everywhere. There's no technology to speak of for, exactly, but there's just all kinds of, like, alchemy and stuff. Like, that's the stage that they're at. Right? They haven't really made it to, like, we know what germs are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they know that if that they do... That it's Plague they, is still yeah, a mystery. <laughs> who knows? But they know that, like, okay, if I mix these two herbs together and then pour in some baking soda and vinegar probably because that's what cures everything <laughs> this'll get rid of that nasty rash on this kid so that's kind of where they're at technologically speaking but each of the eight characters has their own distinct story and as you play through the game even if you're not playing that character as your main you can still play through their story arcs so as you you know progress you eventually care uh, you, uh, you eventually I try to gather up all eight of the people and then you can kind of just plow forward with your main character's story or you can go around and do everybody else's main and side quests.
1: Which I think at that point when I was like, I cannot believe this. It's you. a long <laughs> that game. That is so long. It's
0: a long game. So, just to get through. J- so, I started as Tressa, uh, the merchant, and she's the best girl. 10 out of 10. Everybody would recommend Tressa. I don't regret my choice at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I should say that each of the characters follows a pretty standard uh, JRPG archetype. Tressa is a merchant. Primrose is a healer. Cyrus is a wizard. Therion's the thief. That kind of stuff. There's eventually, like, what? Uh, like the. Um, Barbarian Olberg is kind of like a barbarian. So they all follow very similar combat archetypes. Yeah. But then their personalities are theirs alone. And Tressa is just this fun little peppy, like, I'm going to get out into the world and make a fuckload of money through the power of <laughs> merchantry. And it's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So if I played through just Tressa's journey, which I think I finished too. I did eventually finish Ophelia's. But even then... I think I still clocked in well over 60 hours. Oh,
1: wow. Possibly 80. Or two to three? Two, two, just two characters.
0: Just Woo! two, yeah. Didn't your brother beat them all? Yeah, he did, I think. Oh, my God. So, he really
1: is pro-Mogan.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I renamed him in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so my point is, it's a really, really, really long game, but that's because the combat system and the characters, obviously, are so interesting. So the combat of Octopath Traveler is what makes it a really unique uh, game In its own right, because JRPGs, this is a turn-based combat system. Love it or hate it, a lot of people think it's antiquated and they think it's not fun anymore. Octopath Traveler kind of fixed that problem by introducing a really unique uh, mechanic to the battle system of what I would call the Brave or Default, because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Basically, your character gets these battle points, uh, the BP system, while you're playing that you can uh, spend to unleash more powerful versions of your base attacks. Okay. So the risk and reward that you have to take is you can always see who's going to act next, so like you can see when your characters are going to act versus when the enemy characters are going to act so you can plan out your attacks in advance. So the strategy that you're working with is, okay, how many battle points do I have to spend versus how vulnerable is it going to leave me if I blow all of my BP early in the fight and then no one can defend. Mm. Because if you blow all of your BP, you're kind of borrowing against future moves. So you can watch up in a spot where you have no defenses up and the boss that you're fighting is about to unleash their best attack and if you've got nothing on deck to deal with that or if you're not able to kill them before they unleash that attack by you know maxing out all of your attacks you're fucking screwed and this is a game that uh you really kind of you you'll die like you really have to be careful with your uh attacks and you really have to think about it very carefully especially especially in the later stages because even standard random encounters with whales. (laughs) whales. <laughs> Specifically the whales? Why are you fighting whales? The whales in this one cave right off the coast. It's a hidden cave. Oh,
1: okay. Off, I'm glad you added the off the coast. No, it like, it's this off game's the coast. Bananas. So, like,
0: really close to Tress's hometown, actually, and I found it really early on. If you go down this kind of hidden path and go forward into an area that you can't actually see, you run into this hidden coastal cave. Oh. And the random encounter enemies in there are like seagulls and whales and junk, but they are like level fifty, and I was level one at the time. <laughs> so even when I got to level like forty five, I, I went back to that cave. I was like, those fuckers don't know what's coming don't for kick
1: them. Their ass. No,
0: they still kick my ass. Oh no. And I was like, wow, those whales are not fucking. Friends. so my point being that even lowly enemies if they are high enough level they will stomp all over you so you really have to carefully plan your attacks and the other thing that makes it very fun is that all of your characters classes you know thief bard there's not a Primrose, she's she's a dancer, that's what she is. Thief, dancer, that kind of thing. Each of those classes can also have a subclass. So for example, you could have Primrose in your team and she's got all of the dancer moves by default. But then if you give her the job of alchemist suddenly she can do all of these healing moves too so there's a really interesting balancing act of what moves do i need in my party and then what do i need more of Mm -hmm. so like if you need extra magic power you put cyrus in your party and then you put in somebody else but give them the wizard job magician i don't remember it's a wizard who cares scholar they call it the scholar there we go but then give somebody the scholar job so that you have two characters that can dole out magic right, left, and center. Not as powerful as Cyrus can because he's the default scholar. He has the highest magic attack, but they can still use their abilities to break enemy defenses, which is the other part of the combat system that is so important. You have to find an enemy's weaknesses and then hammer away at them with those special attacks to break their guard, basically. Get yourself a bunch of extra moves because the enemy is suddenly stunned and hopefully wail. on them so hard that they're dead before they can come back and wail on you Ah. so octopath traveler incredible game it is very 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 long basically there are four tiers like you can go once around the map and kind of finish every character's tier one then you go around again and finish everybody's tier two then there's tier three then the final tier is tier four and then there's also a secret super boss if you beat all eight of the stories
1: jesus (laughs)
0: <laughs> but for the, JR- oh, for the yeah. hardcore JRPG <laughs> fan, it's a dream. Oh, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> to somebody out there, that game yeah, is, is heaven on earth. To and, me, no. And,
0: and to be fair, <laughs> I still go back every now and then and keep playing a little bit of my original file. Because I'm like, someday I'm going to beat all eight. Yeah. It's taken me a while, but I'm going to get there. Oh, No, I don't think I finished his. I did at least finish tier two or three of Alfin's story. So I'm almost done with his. His was the next I was working on. Maybe I did finish his. I don't remember. Anyways, the point is it's a great game. Octopath Traveler. It's for the Switch and for Steam. If you haven't played it, it's the kind of game that doesn't age. So you can play it today and have the exact great experience that I had four years ago. 10 out of 10 would recommend, unless you're like Jared and you don't like JRPGs, in which case stay far, far away. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's,
1: it's a, my fault as a gamer. It's my one fault. No. Well, my fault like
0: is them. that I've never played The Order 1886. That is true. Yeah. But now, hey, it's going to be fixed. I know. Yeah. I'm it's, excited. It's great. I,
1: I am excited. I'm looking forward to I that. Feel, I feel like fun. it's going
0: to be fun. Now, after all this time, it took you eight years to I convince know, right? me, but I'm finally going to do <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I do. It is one that I want to go back and play because speaking of Platinums, it's, I'm close. Like,
0: you haven't platinumed?
1: No, because I'm i missed going to platinum I missed it before
0: you. Oh, Jared.
1: I think that's literally like the only thing I'm missing. I think I missed a, a collectible. So I'm newspapers gonna, or photographs? A newspaper when you're playing photographs. it, Okay, keep look my eyes peeled those.
0: for those. Good, good tip. All I
1: right. think it's the newspaper. I lost. Gotcha. I didn't get a newspaper. Very cool. Because right. you got to go do that on the side. You got to make money somehow. Paper <laughs> delivery boy, of course.
0: Anyway, so those are our MNOS. What were again? Middle
1: Earth: Shadow of Mordor, No Man's Sky, and The Order 1886.
0: And mine were Minish Cap, comma The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, Nori and the Nine Noris. <laughs> Nancy Drew. There we, were, we go.
1: We were like, you really should have heard us before. We I'm sad. Sh- I really hope I had hit record before we started. I, I might have. So you, I'm hoping might we did have. that we captured it because we just like we're like listing off every us. game we it can think us. of to
0: just replace the end with, yeah. <laughs> so that Jared could have something to talk about. But the Nancy Drew series in its totality and Octopath Traveler for me.
1: There you have it, folks. Our M N O and our continuing series of our ABCs of video games. We're over
0: halfway through the alphabet Almost there. I I was doing
1: it. I think we only have maybe like three more volumes of this to do, I think. So we're getting close, getting close. Of course, and as always, we would love to hear what your M, N, and O on your ABCs of video games are. So head over to the Discord, pop down to the comments section wherever you're listening to or watching this, and let us know where your what your M N and O games are in your own or your whole just complete ranking just do your whole ranking yeah. we'd love to hear that send too. send them all to us we love we're, that Because we we're not stuff. finished yet but you know we'd love to yeah. see your whole list as well so send it our way let us know and hey you know what we'll see you back here next time on another episode of Team Chat Podcast until then I'm one of your hosts Jarrett Wilson joined by Rachel Audios. adios we'll see you all next time